Gambling on football, you say. Well, well, well. If you've done it before, you want to get back into it, or you just want another place to reliably play where you know when you win, you're going to get paid. Because remember, that's the whole deal. Winning is nice, getting paid even nicer. Thank you, Mr. X, for the comment. Bottom line is this, my bookie, mybookie.ag. They've been with us now for two seasons. They are a solid book. They pay when you win, and they are very straightforward. Plus, they've got a great array of ways that you can wager on games, an excellent interface, excellent mobile app as well, and great customer service. You know, there have been a small number of hiccups along the way, and people have emailed me directly and said, hey, I had a problem with my bookie. I send one email, boom, off to my rep at my bookie, and the problem is fixed like that. MyBookie.ag. Now listen, if you want to maybe bet a little bit and win big, try some parlays. They're kind of hard to hit, but they're fun to play, right? Join now and MyBookie will double your first deposit. That's MyBookie.ag, one of the best in the business. It's where I play. It's where I recommend you have an account as well because you can never have too many. And right now, joining MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo to activate the offer. That's promo code ZABE. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Today on the Zabecast, the Packers look awesome in going up 31-3 against the Cowboys. Then a whole bunch of shitty calls happen. Your Week 5 NFL on a quick Kaiser roll. Plus Andy Pollan on Smoke and Jay Gruden and the 0-5 Deadskins. I'll desperately try to convince him of the importance of losing this game against the Dolphins. Your bonus, 35 minutes of gloriously uncensored me is locked and loaded. So buckle up and let's go. <laughs> Here we go. Monday, October 7, 2019, what a weekend in sports, and it's just going to keep on getting better. These two weeks are spectacular, isn't it, aren't they, when it comes to the sporting world with baseball going on four boilers, four burners, NFL, college football. College football is quite tame. I'm not going to talk about it much here today on this Abecast because not anything of real interest happened uh, over the weekend, but it's business is about to pick up on Saturdays. So let's get right into it. John Gruden, we goofed on you during hard knocks, but you've just recorded another big win for your Raiders over the Chase Daniel led Chicago Bears. Go ahead, have some fun in London, will you? I don't have a disco in here. I don't have a disco. Well, let's all start dancing. I'm 56 years old. That's the most fun I've ever had tonight, man. I'm so proud of you. You have no idea. I mean, we've been through a roller coaster already, but what you proved today is one thing. You can beat anybody, anywhere, on any time zone. Uh, We're going to have a great flight home. We have some injuries. Uh, I want everybody to have a great bye week. You have a whole week off. I love it. I love that locker room stuff. It never gets old for me. And with that, let's begin the NFL Week 5 roundup for a Sunday night. 
Mind you, today is going to be a shorter podcast. I'm on minutes restriction. Not because of any doctor that I have seen about my voice, just because of common sense. I got so backed up doing stuff that at the end of the week, I was fried. So I need to shave about 15 or 20 minutes off the Zabecast. And I'm going to do that this week and really be diligent about hopefully resting everything. So let's go ahead and give you your cursory dance around the NFL Uh, The big game that just went final, I was talking uh, at the end of the podcast here about this. You'll hear it now. Green Bay finishes off Dallas 34-24 in a game that got very interesting due to a lot of really dicey calls. They were not all wrong. Some of them, though, you just shake your head. Green Bay, up 31-3 at one point, looked like, holy shit, this is a possible Cat 5 team rising. Uh, But then Dallas got right back into it. A ton of injuries continue to hit the Packers. They're going to have to work around them, but they had second stringers, third stringers, spare parts from training camp, stepping up, making plays. It was a beautiful thing to watch. Aaron Rodgers missed some throws. He got bailed out by a P.I. call against Dallas that I said to myself, that is not P.I., that is not P.I. in any world. And don't at me on Twitter going, he didn't turn his head around. He was on Brown, I believe. Didn't turn his head around, and he went helmet to helmet. Bullshit. He ran the route great. And, yeah, you do have to turn around and play the ball if you're going to contact or grab the receiver. But if you're just playing the route so perfectly and the ball is underthrown that it hits you in the back of the helmet when you're not even touching the receiver, no, no, no. No, no, no. And on and on this went. The Redskins got a terrible P.I. call that went against them. Uh, the Patriots got a O.P.I. that was terrible. The The administration of pass interference on the field has never been worse, and it's solely because of the reviewable nature now of pass interference. These referees are so confused as to what they should be calling and what they should not be calling and whether or not Alberto Riveron is going to overrule them. Hint, he won't. So most coaches don't challenge. They are letting all kinds of shit go, and then they're flagging stuff. That is also not P.I. It's... Okay, Serenity now. Also, Dak Prescott got a uh, the benefit of a 15-yard roughing the passer penalty when he got touched in the head and then ran for almost 15 yards himself. Uh, you know, <laughs> this league... And then Jason Garrett, the most mild-mannered coach of all time, after... A second bad call by the side judge slams down his red challenge flag and gets a 15-yard penalty. Now, I did see a tweet from refer- from NFL Ze- or football zebras that said if Jason Garrett gets a second unsportsmanlike conduct, he'll be the first NFL coach in history to be ejected from a game. Wow. That's never happened. No coach has ever been ejected. Interesting. Denver beats the Chargers 20 to 13 in the late game that I don't know if anybody watched. I was running around eating dinner, doing stuff digitally, blah, blah, blah. Didn't really watch much of it, uh, but Joe Flacco, pretty good. Denver is now off the schneid. They're one and four, and the Chargers are just sort of drifting sideways. Carolina beat Jacksonville 34 27, and it was once again the Christian McCaffrey show. I'm going to throw this out here, and I'll deal with it more when Jay comes on later in the week. And I'm not trying to stir shit up. I'm just asking a genuine question that has no animus embedded in it whatsoever. This is not a complaint. This is a mere question. Question. 
Would cast would Christian McCaffrey be way more hyped if he was black? Okay, there you go. I said it. I'm just asking. Now he's also a guy that doesn't really do much in the way of self-promoting. He isn't out there doing dances. He's not doing the eat me sign. You know, he's he's just a guy that stuffs the box score running and catching. Is it because he's a somewhat smallish white running back? the likes of which we haven't seen in decades? Shouldn't this guy be getting more hype? Is it because he plays for Carolina? Is it because they're not a very good team? Is it because Cam Newton soaked up all the attention in the room in Carolina? Again, I'm not mad about it. I'm just curious. Look at his production. I believe he eclipsed some mark, not a record, but a mark by Jim Brown for most total yards in the first four or five weeks of a season for a team. And yet the hype on McCaffrey seems to be down down here. Not up here where it should be. Arizona beat Cincinnati on a last-second field goal, 26-23. to The Bengals are 0-5. Next week, when the Redskins meet Tua, or excuse me, meet the Dolphins and Josh Rosen in the Tua Bowl, they got to keep one eye out for Cincinnati, who also is going to make a run this year at going 0-16. Houston poured more dirt on the grave of Falcons head coach, uh, old what's-his-name, uh, Dan Quinn, <laughs> I've already forgotten his name, uh, Houston 53, Atlanta 32. Uh, I'm looking at the headline right now. Falcons owner not considering coaching changes. Well, maybe he should. Not that it would fix things, but sometimes guys got to get fired midseason. New Orleans over Tampa Bay 31-24. The Teddy Bridgewater insurance policy continues to pay dividends. He had a good game through a bunch of touchdowns as New Orleans rolls to the win. And there was video of Drew Brees throwing either in the pregame show or on Instagram, I believe I saw, which says, you know, hey, he could be coming back pretty soon. Uh, Maybe week seven, I've heard. So New Orleans has really gotten themselves righted after the Drew Brees injury, which could have derailed their season. Minnesota over the Giants, 28-10. Kirk Cousins had a good game. How about that? Adam Thielen also got a ton of looks and a ton of catches. Good, Kirk. Good. Pat him on the head right there. High percentage, two touchdowns, no INTs, good passer rating. Wait until he plays a team that's not as bad defensively as the Giants, and the bitching will resume. The Raiders beat the Bears 24-21 in London. I just mentioned that game. Philly crushes the Jets. Why on earth I thought the Jets plus 13 was a good play. Uh, Philadelphia 31, the Jets 6 as the Jets got fucked again. Luke Falk was terrible in this game. Baltimore over Pittsburgh 26-23. I mentioned the uh, Mason Rudolph injury and the injury card. Uh, Pittsburgh's Juju Smith-Schuster had an amazing truck stick touchdown in which it looked for sure like he'd be tackled, and he just kind of lowered his shoulder and said, "Uh uh-uh, went in for the touchdown, but it was Justin Tucker with a tying field goal and Justin Tucker with the winning field goal in overtime. That guy is money. Buffalo over Tennessee, 14-7. Not pretty, low scoring, who cares? Buffalo is 4-1 with an asterisk in that they took the Patriots to the limit last week. Is Buffalo possibly for real? I do know this. There's a video of a Bills fan who decides to try to do some insane parkour-like leap off a 20-foot-tall or thereabouts concrete ledge onto a a rickety wooden table, ends up landing face-first, and is out cold. Could have died. All for what? 
for viral video fame? Honestly, people, phones are making people insane. I know many of you are saying, who cares? Natural selection. If he dies, he dies. <laughs> like like Dolph Lundgren uh, or, uh, oh, I can't think tonight with these headphones on. I got to stop for a second. Too much pressure. Uh, like, like the Russian opponent in Rocky, Ivan Drago. Thank you. Came to me just a second late. Patriots over the Redskins, 33-7. to More on that with Andy Poland in just a second. And then uh, tonight's game, Kansas City against the good old Indianapolis Colts. Too late for today's edition of the Zabecast. Real quick, before I get to Andy and the rest of today's show here, what have I said about Twitter all along? It is a loaded Uzi at your nightstand that can cause real damage if you just wake up in the middle of the night and go, where is that? And this is not just, this doesn't just apply to people of very low standing that could get fired because they're replaceable and a company is like, whoa, look at that tweet. It went viral. You are an insensitive monster. You're a racist, a sexist a vulgar whatever, we're going to get rid of you because why not? Just throw you right off the deck of the ship. It can also be lethal to guys who are well accomplished in their field and make millions and millions of dollars and should be well well sought after because the case of Daryl Morey ought to frighten everybody about stupid Twitter. Daryl Morey, the Rockets GM, sent out a tweet in which he expressed support for the pro-democracy efforts going on in Hong Kong. Okay, no big deal, right? Guys just going along, hey man, supporting democracy. Yeah, guess who ain't down with that shit? China. Guess who loves the NBA more than any other country in the world? China. Guess who wants to buy a trillion Chinese knockoff NBA jerseys, that's right, China. Although I guess, do they buy their own knockoffs there, or how does that work? Either way, the NBA couldn't be a bigger whore for China if they tried. And so as soon as that one tweet went out, the Chinese government, a joyless lot, I must add, said, we are doing no further business with the the Houston Rockets. As a consequence, league sources told The Ringer that Rockets ownership has debated Maury's employment status and whether or not to replace him. One fucking tweet about some political movement that doesn't make a shithill tiny bit of difference in Daryl Maury's life. And he's there with his phone on his thumbs going, yeah, yeah, let me support those guys. Never mind, it probably is a complicated topic, complicated issue. I don't know anything about it. All I know is China ain't happy. They're like, fuck these people in Hong Kong. They're, they're acting up, and we still have our, uh, our hand around them. We're, we're running Hong Kong. So, yeah, <laughs> it wouldn't shock me at all if China told the Rockets, yeah, as long as you have that asshole who tweeted that one thing about, yay, democracy in Hong Kong, no, as long as you have him, we ain't doing shit with you. Yeah, but what about Yao Ming? He was a great ambassador. Yeah, no, we don't care. We're the Chai Coms. We play hardball. Fuck Maury. 
fire his ass, and then we can talk. Gambling on football, you say? Well, well, well. If you've done it before, you want to get back into it, or you just want another place to reliably play, where you know when you win, you're going to get paid, because remember, that's the whole deal. Winning is nice, getting paid even nicer. Thank you, Mr. X, for the comment. Bottom line is this, my bookie, mybookie.ag. They've been with us now for two seasons. They are a solid book. They pay when you win, and they are very straightforward. Plus, they've got a great array of ways that you can wager on games, an excellent interface, excellent mobile app as well, and great customer service. You know, there have been a small number of hiccups along the way, and people have emailed me directly and said, hey, I had a problem with my bookie, I send one email, boom, off to my rep at my bookie, and the problem is fixed like that. Mybookie.ag. Now listen, if you want to maybe bet a little bit and win big, try some parlays. They're kind of hard to hit, but they're fun to play, right? Join now, and mybookie will double your first deposit. That's mybookie.ag, one of the best in the business. It's where I play. It's where I recommend you have an account as well because you can never have too many. And right now, joining mybookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo to activate the offer. That's promo code ZABE. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, we have a hoppin' busy Sunday night. Nationals-Dodgers game three. Excited, Andy? Oh, yeah, especially after the other night. Woo-hoo! <laughs> uh, by the way, the uh, result of that game will be way too late for this edition of the newspaper. Kind of like the old days, Andy, you'd have to wait until the Washington Star came out, <laughs> right? That's right. Yeah, there, there was no internet. You'd have to just get uh, word of mouth or radio reports. But yeah, that's uh, that's the way it used to be before you could check those things on your phone. Did uh, did you get the Washington Star newspaper? Yeah, my mom was a big newspaper reader. We used to get the Post, and we used to get the Star, and on Sundays we even got the New York Times. Wow. Yeah, well, yeah. the Star went out of business what year? After, the Star was an afternoon paper in Washington, D.C. Many yeah. major markets had an afternoon paper, correct? Right. It went out of business in 1981, but as time went on, it became really more of a morning paper. They really weren't getting, you know, daytime stories into the afternoon. Occasionally, there'd be some huge breaking news, and they'd put out a special edition. But as time went on, the practicality of an afternoon newspaper really wasn't there anymore. You know, the benefit of having just one newspaper a day is that it would let the day unfold and let the day come to an end and let professional editors decide what the fuck was important enough to actually print in the paper, right, Andy? Yeah, but, you know, distribution becomes a problem. You know, you got to start printing, and then you got to get the trucks rolling. No, and, no, no, uh, I, I know that. I'm just, I'm, I'm lamenting the current news cycle, and that is when there's a 24-hour-a-day news cycle and everything can be put out there immediately, more shit gets put out there to both fill the cycle and because the value judgments of, you know what, 
this really didn't rise to the level of give a fuck. So we're not putting yeah. it in the paper. With the newspaper, you had a limited amount of space. With the internet and social media, there's unlimited space. So all oh, oh, of yeah. the low-hanging fruit, all of the non-important shit in the world gets pushed out there. Okay, I'm, I'm ranting now. I'm sorry. No, no, I mean, the, the most important story of our lifetime, Watergate, couldn't happen in the current news cycle. It was run by a daily newspaper, and one of the great scenes in All the President's Men is when Ben Bradley says to Woodward and Bernstein, we're about to accuse the highest-ranking law official in this country of being a crook. We better damn well be right. Right. That, that, they, those days are gone. So let's yeah. uh, turn to the Redskins. Uh, we hope the Nats do well tonight. Uh, but the Redskins did what we expected them to do, at least in the second half. They were remarkably frisky in the first half, although I think a lot of that was just Patriot sloppiness. And then they folded like a cheap suit after halftime. And now they are 0-5, as many of us said they could well be. And Jay Gruden is hanging on by a thread. Will he be fired come Monday morning? I don't think so. I think Dan Snyder learned his lesson in firing North Turner at seven and six in two thousand. And I, I think that yeah, Jay is definitely going what, to be fired. What was the, the what was season. the lesson? What what lesson did you think he learned? You really you you don't accomplish anything firing a coach during the season. Like they've got their most winnable game coming up. I think you decrease your chances of winning it if you change the coaching staff tomorrow or tonight. I, I just don't see it. Well, I'm glad. Glad you mentioned that game coming up, the Tua Bowl, as I'm calling it, Tua Bowl one. This is a hugely important game. Do you know that? It's an important game for this team to lose. You know that, right? Yeah. Well, what are you? What are you? What are you snickering at? Hold yeah. on a second. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I guess. I guess it would be better to have the number one pick. Yeah, I, I, I can agree with that. But there's such a malaise around this team that, you know, might feel good to win a game. I don't know. No. No, 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 no. No. Do you know how important – do you know the – you know it because you saw it. The the assets the Redskins had to spend to scoot up just a couple of spots to get RG3. The amount of assets the Bears spent to move up one spot to get Mitch Trubisky. One click at the top of the draft in the NFL, especially when there's a rich quarterback vein that is about to be tapped into, is priceless, Andy. They've got is, to lose this game. You, you don't know what what you're getting, and you don't know whether Tua will be great. Don't or care. Even, yeah, have I, to, this is the biggest must-lose game in the franchise's <laughs> 20 years under Dan Snyder. They have to lose this game to the Dolphins. It may be tough to lose. The Dolphins are, are awful. Now the Dolphins have had two weeks to prepare. I know. You can't give, you can't give a Miami team two weeks. Oh, no, that's when Shula was there. Sorry. Yeah. They're <laughs> awful. We're awful. It's awful. It's really, really bad. So, all right. So, Jay, will pr- you don't think he'll get fired. Now, you did see the reports that said that Danny and Bruce Allen were in the locker room, yeah. which was unusual, and they left in a hurry. They peeled out of there. Yeah, that that was something. The only thing that sways me a little bit 
on Jake getting fired is Chris Thompson tearing up in the locker room, getting all choked up. Um, maybe he knows something that we don't. Um, but, um, you know, just, just the, just the way that, that they have done things in the past that maybe there's a lesson learned. And look, the one thing about Jay, the reason he's lasted this long is he keeps his head above this chaos. Um, and the team did not fold up for him today. Yeah, the second half was really bad, but they came out and they played well at the beginning of the game. Who would have expected that? You, you're really mounting a defense of Jay Gruden right now. No, I, I don't. I don't think he's. I, I say 100 percent chance he's not the coach of the team right. next year, even if they win like you know six of their last eleven games. But I, I do think that firing him now doesn't do a whole lot of good for this team unless they follow your logic that they've got a must-lose game coming up. My wife, bless her heart, said at dinner tonight, I kid you not, is Jay really going to lose his job? And I go, oh, yeah. I said, it's either now or later. She then said, God, is it really his all his fault? And I said, yes and no. And she's like, well, I just kind of feel bad for him. I said, don't feel bad for him. He decided to take Dan Snyder's money. And that right. was his first mistake. I said, no one has gotten out of here alive. No one's no, reputation but, has left the Redskins better than when it started. Nobody. No, but, but, but I do think in his case, unlike Mike Shanahan, that his experience hasn't hurt his prospects for future coaching jobs. Are you kidding they, me? He's no, that done. They, they, look at, they look at this and they say, well, it's Washington. Look, North Turner was here. And he was in Oakland. He was at the two most dysfunctional spots and got a third and, and shot San to be Diego. head coach. I know. Yeah, and they got to the AFC Championship game. Not that Norv was a good head coach, but if you fail here and you fail maybe in Oakland, maybe another couple of places in the yeah. league, you'll get another shot. Now, here's the thing, Andy. That was 20 years ago, and much like the Washington Star, times have changed. Teams, maybe. teams don't give turd coaches retread chances over and over again like Jake or like uh, Norv got. Jay will not get another chance, which brings us to the other big story that broke Friday, the pictures, the videos yeah. of hammered Jay, smoking Jay. What are your what's your take on that and then I'll react to how you feel. It's a not a good look. Um B, I don't know how long ago they were taken. 2 years Is ago, it- allegedly in Saratoga. And yeah. apparently uh, Dave Portnoy of Barstool said he saw those videos but didn't release them because he didn't want to be an asshole, which I find interesting because they release everything. He, <laughs> and, yeah, and he, he is an asshole. <laughs> that's kind of his M.O. anyway. But yeah. uh, Although I do like his pizza reviews. Um, but uh, <laughs> I, I think I think that, uh, A, they can't prove that that was marijuana. It's, it's possible it's a cigarette. And we don't know who this woman was, who he was talking to. Maybe it's a friend of a friend, and we don't know what was said between the two of them. Now, the timing of it is interesting. It, as, his, as he hangs by a thread, this comes out, and there's speculation that they will use this to say they're firing with the cause. I don't know if that would hold up. I mean, they, they did manage to win the Scott McLuhan thing, which was interesting, where they how, fired him with cause and didn't have to pay him. So How I don't much know. money do they still owe, Jay? Well, let's see. I think he's owed the rest of this year and next year, and nobody has released what he's making, but I'm, I'm assuming it's 4 to $5 million a year. So, you know, you're looking at $6.5 six something like that. Here's the big problem I have with those 
videos. It's that how many other head coaches, head coaches in the NFL have you seen with videos like that of them shit-faced beyond, I mean, just out of control, like zombie shit-faced? How many other coaches have you seen that from? Well, but how many of them have been smart enough to make sure that nobody had their cell phone on? I mean, who 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 knows what happens behind the scenes? Well, we don't know these people. Right. I, I know coaches drink. I know yeah. some of them drink aggressively, but they're not that stupid. And they're not yeah. that drunk in which they literally don't even know who's doing what around them. And yeah. and the and the one video of Jay is of him sitting on the curb with a woman sitting on his leg. Did you see that one? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I, I, again, I don't know what was said between the how, two of them. Okay, how can you trust in a guy like that to be a leader of your franchise? Well, this, this is not any franchise. The, the only thing, <laughs> this, this, this is, this, you know, if they, if they go shopping, I was just thinking about this today. If they were to go shopping for a coach, who would they get? That's oh. why I think it's a slam dunk Kevin O'Connell becomes the coach next year that that's where they have to go because there isn't any coach who would come here and would change. The only guy who would really change things is Bill Belichick, and Belichick wouldn't come here. So, you know, what are you going to do? You know, that's who, where, you, know who, you know who to look for? Greg Gugga Williams. Nah, I don't think so. Uh, I, I, have, I have a source that says he has been talking to Snyder all year, quietly. Yeah. And he would be the perfect hire because, A, he's unemployable elsewhere, yeah. B, he's been here, and C, that hard-ass sort of vibe is sellable to the fan base in terms of, well, we got a hard-ass to clean shit up now. Yeah, I suppose. But it's Snyder likes offense. He always likes offensive guys. Yeah, well, <laughs> he's going to be he's gonna be lucky to hire a actual non-high school coach. <laughs> Once Jay Gruden is gone from this whole thing. So um, I, got a, I got a text as if the experience was not bad enough going to FedEx Field. And apparently uh, the, the fans, the Patriot fans, were 60-40. Oh, did least. you hear the, the, the comments of, of Bill Belichick, who, who got excited for like the first time ever, <laughs> even more so that he won Super Bowls? I didn't, he, he, I didn't hear the comments, however. I did read where Brady said it was amazing. It was like a home game, to be honest. Yeah, he said. He said. I think the quote from Belichick was, "My God, it was unbelievable." He said, "My God." The guy who's who's comatose at most news news conferences <laughs> said, "My God." Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I told you I was at the Bears game, and right before the pick six by Ha Ha Clinton Dix, the crowd was chanting "Defense, defense!" And after the the touchdown pass to a wide open Izzo, who couldn't have been more wide open, the chant was "Brady, Brady, Brady." I mean, that's 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 unbelievable. It, it's it's absolutely astounding when you think back when they built FedEx Field. And the big deal was, hey, there's going to be so many more seats than RFK Stadium. All those people on the waiting list are going to get off. If you had a 50,000-seat stadium now, a 50,000-seat total stadium, you could not fill it with only Redskin fans today. You couldn't do it. Right. This uh, text came to me from a guy, Alex, uh, who has been on my golf trip, and I'll leave his last name out of it. Not that it would matter, but I mean, probably proudly, proudly put his name on it, but I'll just give him that courtesy. He said to me, he texted me, he's like, just got to fucking FedEx for the game. That was the worst experience ever. 
getting into the stadium, never fucking again, way more Pats fans than Skins. Okay, I said, yeah. I said, tell me more. I don't doubt you. I just want to hear specific horror stories. Here's his story. Ready? He sent me a picture, too. Driving in. This was the intersection of Landover Road. It was like driving in a second world country with no road rules. The intersection was pure gridlock. Not one police officer directing traffic. Then all of a sudden, motorcycle cops show up. I think, okay, now they can get this shit organized. Oh, no. About 26 more motorcycle cops come in, escorting two black SUVs. Mm. (laughs) Wonder who that was. Yeah. They stopped traffic just long enough for the SUVs to get through. It then took me 20 minutes to get through the intersection. The picture I sent you does not do justice on just how fucked up it was. (laughs) Then he says the following. We get through the intersection. It's a half mile of free-for-all driving. People trying to figure out what lane to be in for their corresponding colored parking pass. We get up there, and it's so slow because they stop each car and scan the parking pass. Why? Why, for fuck's sake? Why can't it just be in a window and be directed to the appropriate lot? I asked the person scanning the parking pass if it was always like this. They say, no, Pats fans travel well. I'm not sure, writes Alex, what they would do if they actually filled this dump. The fan experience getting into the stadium puts you in a pissed-off mood right away, and I know I wasn't the only one. Yep. Yep. And this, this, Andy, is what the owner can and should be focused on like a laser beam. Getting in and out of the stadium. He literally doesn't care. I've said this before. Nobody believes me until they go for the first time. It is absolute anarchy. It is lawless fucking chaos on the roads and in the parking lots getting to FedEx Field when it does not need to be. I agree. I agree. I, I usually get there very early. But, yes, I, I, they do scan the parking passes, which is, you know, crazy. You know why? And, Money. But, Money. Well, I but, guarantee they're like, there could be counterfeits. They're yeah. fucking tightwad, greedy sons of bitches. That's why. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Am I ranting now? So, no, I mean, can I, I, I have no quick, argument for you. you I, know, I'd like to counterpoint you, but I can't. <laughs> can, I ask, can I ask you an honest question? As my friend Andy and colleague and professional mentor of many years. Yes, sir. Do you fucking care anymore? You know, what has replaced ranting because there were years that, that I is yelled. a yes or no question well sir. let me just explain how how i've been able to change the way i view the games pre-twitter i would actually yell now i just tweet and and that is the greatest release i could possibly have and no i i don't i don't really care anymore because it, it is even when they went up seven nothing i was just thinking well could it be that brady has suddenly fallen off a cliff and he throws two pick sixes and somehow they win this. No, no, don't, don't even allow your mind to go there. So it, it's, it's a hopeless, hopeless situation. And even going into every season, the high watermark for me is always eight wins. You know, you never go into a season thinking, hey, you know, 11 wins, maybe they win the division, you know, maybe get a home game in the playoffs. You never think that way anymore. Yeah. Andy, I remember the passionate days, my friend. I remember the days in which you and I would sit in that studio and we would go off about this, 
that, the other. I feel like this team and this organization has drained your life force from you, and that makes me incredibly sad. Yeah, you know, because when we, we started doing this, they were only about eight or nine years removed from winning a Super Bowl championship. Now, what are they, close to and, 30? And halfway, you know, and halfway through our run, we were only eight or nine years into the run of Suckitude. We're now 20 years into the run, and it's right. pretty much wiped us all out. All right, Andy, I'm going to let you watch the real team in town, the Nationals. <laughs> and it uh, looks like a hell of a night at the ballpark. Are you going to go tomorrow night at all or no? I'm not going to go, but but th- thank you very much for the 6:40 start tomorrow night. This isn't terrible. No, 7:45. Not terrible. All right, Andy. 6:40 is great. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks, brother. Uh, all right, Dave. We'll end on this today, and I know it's been a quick show today. Minutes restriction, load management. I appreciate it, though. Uh, first of all, while I still have your attention, I need some help. Does anyone out there listening? have or know somebody who has access to a 3D plastic printing shop. I need a custom piece 3D printed. Basically, it's this. The goalposts for Yohunai Field were made for me by Midwest Metal Warehouse. Great guys. They did the project without me paying a penny. They're just great dudes. And they built for me goalposts that unscrew like little, uh, you know, Legos. Wait. Legos don't screw in, you fucking moron. Okay. Uh, Like whatever toy would little, you know, screw in there. And the goalposts screw on to these nubs on top of the H-bar support. Okay. The goalposts are 20 feet tall, 10 feet and 10 feet. And they are made out of really thick steel and they are extremely heavy and so it is impossible without a crane to hoist them onto the nub which is threaded and then screw them in it's almost impossible it it takes me chris cooley in a truck and a ladder and it's a big to do well sure enough i tried to do it one year um with a neighbor <laughs> and it the goal po- one of the goalposts fell and it bent so now using those metal uprights, one of them's crooked. And I'm like, I can't have this. I look out my window at it all day. I'm like, God, that's bugging the shit out of me. So I've decided I'm going to go with PVC pipe uprights, which are a little bit flexible. They move a little bit more. But as long as I have the right connectors, I think they'll be just fine. But what I need is a, imagine a, let's call it a three-foot-long baseball bat of plastic that has a one and three quarter inch, or no, one and three eighths inch female threaded socket on one end, and then the exterior dimensions of said three foot plastic baseball bat has to fit perfectly inside of the interior dimensions of a typical, I think, two inch PVC pipe that I get at Home Depot. I'll send the I'll send the specs. I just need somebody who can make me this piece. If I can do that, then I can screw that plastic connector nub onto the uprights or onto the H bar support, and then I can lift two PVC pipes myself or with the help of a friend onto the sleeve, and it'll fit perfectly and all that. But I, I need somebody who knows or or has a 
uh, a 3D printing shop that can give me the exact specs I'm looking for. Okay. Having said that, let's end on this. I usually hate people that say $15 billion league when it comes to people spotting, referees spotting the ball and looking like it's a very haphazard and inexact science to it, and I, they scoff at <laughs> $15 billion league. Well, I, this is one exception to that. In the, in the Steelers-Ravens game, in which quarterback Mason Rudolph got jacked up. Yeah, can't say that anymore. See, Mason Rudolph would have led jacked up tomorrow night or tonight on Monday Night Football if they still did the segment. He got knocked out cold and had to be carried off the field arm in arm like a wounded soldier from the battlefield. Why? Because the medical cart was broken. Are you kidding me? $15 billion league and the cart was broken. Also, Jerry Dulac, who writes, I believe, for the Pittsburgh, uh, covers the Steelers and PGA Tour for the Post-Gazette. Yes, Gary Dulac, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Stadium source, the medical cart that would have transported Mason Rudolph from the field failed because of operator error, not because it broke down. Again, why does that matter? (laughs) If you have a flunky who doesn't know how to drive it or a cart that's out of battery, it's still the same. Shit's broken. Tighten up, NFL. The NFL has already called in, has already been called on to investigate. Plus, according to the source, Rudolph wanted to walk off the field, not to ride the cart. Who fucking cares? That doesn't matter. The guy was concussed. He was knocked out. They took off his face mask. Uh, No, he wanted to walk off. Yeah. In fact, he was mad that guys had their arms around him. He wanted to be a tough guy. $15 billion league. Oh, and the Cowboys just missed a field goal down 10 with a minute 41 to go. I know. I promised several of you that said they hate it when I include these things during the Zabecast that I wouldn't be attention deficit disorder Zabe. Sorry. I was right there. All right, that'll do it for me today. Thank you for uh, the quicker, shorter, more up-tempo version of this Zabecast. Thanks for listening. Thank you for subscribing. And I always tell a couple friends, rate and review. It helps out with the algorithm. Enjoy all the sports. I'm going to myself, and I will see you next time, everybody. Gambling on football, you say? Well, well, well. If you've done it before, you want to get back into it, or you just want another place to reliably play, where you know when you win, you're going to get paid, because remember, that's the whole deal. Winning is nice, getting paid even nicer. Thank you, Mr. X, for the comment. Bottom line is this, my bookie, mybookie.ag. They've been with us now for two seasons. They are a solid book. They pay when you win, and they are very straightforward. Plus, they've got a great array of ways that you can wager on games, an excellent interface, excellent mobile app as well, and great customer service. You know, there have been a small number of hiccups along the way, and people have emailed me directly and said, hey, I had a problem with my bookie. I send one email, boom, 
off to my rep at my bookie and the problem is fixed like that. Mybookie.ag. Now listen, if you want to maybe bet a little bit and win big, try some parlays. They're kind of hard to hit, but they're fun to play, right? Join now and MyBookie will double your first deposit. That's MyBookie.ag, one of the best in the business. It's where I play. It's where I recommend you have an account as well because you can never have too many. And right now, joining MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo to activate the offer. That's promo code ZABE. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid.